forever. Dog. Okay, so so this is this is my idea was I used to be in like a, a combat survival troop when I was like growing up and it was like what does that mean? So basically so it wasn't taekwondo. It was like we taught they taught you how to fight, but it was like but it was um mixed gender. So it was like, mm-hmm. you know, it was like boys and girls learning how to like flip and survive attackers. And that's what I thought Got about it. at one point watching the movie cuz they was, you know, Everybody was elite together, but like the women right. were better because the women fought more in DC again than the dudes did. So that's all I'm saying. In DC, the women fought more in the schools. You saying just in general? Like if you watch the news growing up, you would see girls knocking on people's houses. Like they were recorded, and they would just beat up the girl and her mama if they tried to fight. Like that was the thing. It was like it was like why are they opening the door? Well, that's the thing is like because I wouldn't open the door. <laughs> so the thing is that the 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 mom would come out thinking the the girls be like, nah, get off my steps, like you ain't about to attack my daughter, and they would fight the mom too. Like that was a thing. I wish I wish it was a bit, but they was just wrecking always on the news, man. Like yeah, man, the dudes just being like dudes don't even be that. We be at home playing video games, playing like WrestleMania, but the women be out here just knocking if you bucking. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I mean, the dudes was fighting a little bit too. I mean, we was, I mean, we we, we was fighting, but I'm telling, I'm telling you, on, women was wrecking. Like you go to the, you go to a go go, they be fighting. Dudes a fight if like somebody hit on a woman or they were got jealous and then someone jumped in. But like, you know, yeah, I feel like the actual physical was mostly women when I think of middle school. Man, there were a few guy fights, but. None really that none. Yeah, see, we was out there jungle chilling. You know what I'm saying? It was just like you would, you would, you would just try to survive the fight. Like, cause you couldn't just watch. Cause if you was watching and you were close, you might get a straight haymaker. So you had to be safe. You know what I mean? You had to protect yourself. Hmm. What did this have to do with you going to the martial arts? (laughs) I don't know. Honestly, I have no clue what that. Cause that's how you started this. He did start with the martial arts school. It it wasn't martial. It was a survival school. It was like survival classes. You were like, you were like, you were like, I'm going to survival. I'm learning Taekwondo. I'm, I'm learning this and that. It was males and females. I learned all these skills. Anyway, back in DC. Listen, Girls would fight. I, <laughs> they would knock on the door. They mamas would come out, get wrecked. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was like you just needed to throw in a, a thing about yourself in what there. What do you mean? I'm just saying. I was saying is that it was, It was. I used to watch. Were you learning it because you were afraid that the women were going to start fighting with you? Yeah, I mean, that's why I, that's why I kept my mouth shut. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm, I'm about to get my ass whooped. You know what I'm saying? I ain't getting jumped, okay? Not mm-hmm. today. I don't know how it got to that point. Men rarely got jumped, but... By women. I mean, listen, it could happen, okay? Most of the time, that's in self-defense. Like, a dude starts fighting with a woman and her girls are like, Otis, oh, ain't about to true. beat my girl up. True, true. Okay, that's very valid. That's very valid. That's very valid. I'm just saying, I don't know how I got there. I just wanted to show that the women were, like, they were fighters and warriors as well, is what I was saying. Okay. You know I mean? And warriors. They were street warriors. <laughs> they were street warriors, Bray. You know what I mean? Like, you didn't, you didn't fuck with the street Warriors, you know, that's what I'm saying. Fighting people's mamas, you know. I'm just saying, you know, <laughs> yeah, knocking on their door and fighting. <laughs> I'm, the a, door, I'm a warrior for these ready. streets. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just saying. That's my example. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm trying to relate. 
and show like, oh man, that's still part of our time as well. <laughs> I saw how they did it in, what is it, Doheny, <laughs> but in DC. See, see, <laughs> see, you get it. You get it. There we I go. mean, yeah. Women are also, you know, they're in the military and stuff. So yeah, that's also a... <laughs> well, I, well, I'm not in the military, so I don't know how that okay. goes down. I'm just telling you what Got I've it. seen and how that right. went down. Mm-hmm. You know, that's mm-hmm. all I'm saying. Was there a particular person you were you were like, ooh, like, that person's bad? You know what I mean? Ooh, was there one? Yeah. Did... Ooh, I can't... Oh, 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 man. We had this, this girl in my neighborhood named You don't have Dominique. to say their name, obviously. Oh, I wow. Mean, okay. I don't know. Never. I mean, <laughs> I why not? To... <laughs> All right, Dominique go ahead. Yeah. is going to come after you. For what? I'm about, to big, I'm about to big her up. First off, uh-huh. this is my thing. It's like, you ain't messing with her. Dudes ain't messing with her, okay? Because okay. she was like real pretty, but like she would fuck you up. You know what I'm saying? Like, it was yeah. just, you just didn't do it. So like, she might have been, and she had a crew, you know? So it was a crew of them, and she was definitely the leader. I don't remember her last name, but I remember she was cool as hell, long as you ain't, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm saying, be safe. <laughs> be safe out here. That's all I'm saying. Like who who did, who voted her the woman king? Dominique, Dominique the woman king. First off, first off, first off, first off, don't entertain what he's doing because what you don't understand is he always tries to no, like, what, squeeze the on. movie's title in. I don't know right what you're before talking we start about. the podcast. Shakira and I both want to know the answer to the same question. I do want to know who made Dominique who voted, the woman king. Yeah, who made you know. Secure. I'm trying to tell you, her you're, you're encouraging this bullshit ass bit that he does. Wow. Okay. I don't, I don't so you don't need to encourage it because I had a Keisha at my school, and she ended up being a, um, you know, a woman king in regards to go. the bully girls. There you go. And she got nominated because she had a big mouth. There and you the go. other girls were her warriors because they like right. to actually fight. So she did the yapping. So she yeah. got nominated based off of that. Yeah, they were hyper That's up. That's how she got the position. Yeah. Talking. Yeah. So, so Jira. Yep, Jira. How did Dominique get her position? So y'all about to y'all, <laughs> y'all 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 really gonna keep saying y'all really gonna keep saying the woman king? Y'all gonna keep saying the woman king? All right. You trying to M- say no, that no, she wasn't Melissa, the woman star- king? Melissa, start the show, please. Melissa, start the show. I ain't doing this with y'all. Wow. How dare you? How dare you? That transition was not good. No. How dare you? Wow. 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 Shakira over here. Yeah, right. then we had Keisha. She was the woman king. All right. Okay. Uh, all right, let's start this. Let's start it. Welcome to Black Men Can't Jump in Hollywood. Hollywood City. Who's gonna? Which one of us? There were so many good lines. I got confused on which line to say that James would do. He would say something silly, but I didn't want to say a silly line. You know what I mean? Oh, man. Man, I wish I th- I wish I thought of this before. We started. I know. J- James ain't tell us he wasn't coming to like 20 minutes ago, y'all. Listen, this is my thing. Oh, we need a good line, Bray. Hold on. You got to think. What is something? Okay, let me, let me think. Let me think. Let me think. Hold on, wait. What's, what's a good line? What's a good line? Are you going to do accent? You going to do you... accent? <laughs> <laughs> you are the one who will be unprotected. That's the, that's, that's, the the that's the line. That's the line you pick. I thought you were gonna pick. I thought you were gonna pick. She 
It's the woman king. That's, okay, you know, that's, well, the, that's that was the line at the end. That's the line that everybody cried. Like that's when your eyes get watery when she was the woman king. You know what I mean? Anyway, let's start. <laughs> What's her name? The on on Ozuka. Her oh, line. Oh, what is wait the woman king? What is that? You have to. The first rule is you listen to Ozuka. Oh, I'm Ozuka. I am Ozuka. I am Ozuka. Yeah, that was a great line. Yeah. That was a great line. Uh, okay, you know what? This is a this is a weird start to the show, but <laughs> that's okay. If you're listening for the first time, welcome. We are a film review podcast. We review the films of leading black actors. We talk about them in the context of race and diversity in Hollywood. Usually, three of us. There's only two of us today. But just so you know. You know, if you want to distinguish between the voices, the voice no, that you're listening don't. to. No, they don't. They don't. To no, now, they don't. that sounds like nobility and royalty that comes from the line of great African descent and kings. Yeah, you sound like this. You sound like that French dude. That's he's. <laughs> <laughs> when everybody saw him get off the boat, was like, oh, okay. First of all, he wasn't French. He was Portuguese. But that voice, that voice is, is the, that of Jonathan Braylock. Uh, yeah, you could be that voice. You know what I'm saying? This voice sounds like the king, you know? You know what I'm saying? Oh, the wow. One the one that relates. The one that's out here making sure that we have a quality oh, wow. in the kingdom. You know what I'm saying? The one that's changing things. Like the up. old, you mean like the, the old no, no, king? No, no, the, no, no, no. The king that was that sold his mother? Or? No, no, I said the new <laughs> king. The one that's changing things up to bring a quality. Don't do this, Bray. Don't do this because you, you was off the boat with your hair all frolicking in the wind and shit. Don't, don't do that. This is Gerard Milligan. And we have a, a special guest in the studio. Oh man! And and you know what? Our, usually our special guests get like a kind of like a like a cheap, you know, Wait, what? Wait, sad what? version of a of a of a drum. But today you oh, get wow. something special. You okay. get something special because I, I will I will be doing the I'll be wow. doing the drum roll. All right. Wow. Okay, okay, fine. Thank you. All right, here we all go. Right. All right, give ready? it up. You can see her <laughs> in Netflix's <laughs> All Day <laughs> and a Night. Catch her on Modern Family Blackish. All right, twenties. <laughs> give it up for Shakira. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> First off, that's the crowd going. I wild. do the drums, and don't be adding extra features <laughs> to the drums, okay? Boom! I see how this podcast is going to go today. Can I do my own drums too? Okay. Yeah, that was great. I liked so, it. Like, I wanted to support. Uh, yeah, I, yeah. She was feeling <laughs> it. The I lack of support. It. Welcome. We are reviewing the 2022 film, The Woman King, starring Viola Davis, John Boyega. Let me see. <laughs> I gotta get these people's names. Sorry. Thuso and Bedu. Lashana Lynch. Sheila Atem. Yeah. What is this? What's the other girl? The one who played Obi. Adrian Warren. She was so fun. Everybody was fun. Everybody was good. Yeah. She was the woman who played Emmett Till's mom on that TV show. I knew she looked familiar. Oh. Okay. I was mm-hmm. like, why does woman look so familiar? Because we got like four. We've seen a lot of these people. Film was also directed by Gina Prince Bythewood. Yeah. yeah. We've been doing the damn thing since forever. Yes. Forever. It's number one at the box office. Let's just say that right now. Number one. Ooh. Okay. How much did it? How much did it make at the box office? It made nineteen point one, I think. Nineteen point one million. Not bad. First weekend, opening weekend. I think it's gonna make even more next, or like close to the same, because of word of mouth, the reviews, everyone's posting. You know, maybe a little white guilt for not seeing it open weekend. You never know. <laughs> I'm gonna address this right now. Support before, black women. 
listen, that's the big thing. Before we get into this podcast and this episode, as I get it out the way before people be like, oh, people are already in my DMs, but they ain't accurate. First off, Green Book wasn't accurate, okay? All right, none of these goddamn movies are accurate. American history in school ain't accurate. So don't come in my DMs or keep trying to trash this movie talking about some, oh, the Naomi was like slavers. Oh, everybody on the Western Africa was slavers. And also, let me enjoy this. Let people enjoy seeing warriors who are dark-skinned Black women. The fact that I was on, like, today, I think Vox, Monday morning after the movie release, Vox had Gina on, and she was describing the movie, and she had to, like, address, you know, the fact that this tribe was, in fact, like, very big proponents in the slave trade and everything else. I'm like, you know what, though? You know how we learned that history? We learned it from white people. It's not like we have a bunch of descendants telling us the true story about how the slave trade went down. It was basically a bunch of white folk being like, well, it wasn't just us. It wasn't just us. I don't give a fuck. Like, it just annoys me so much that people are like, well, this ain't accurate. Do, do you know in Hidden Figures, in Hidden Figures, they made white people in that movie. Literally, there's a white dude breaking, Kevin Cousins breaking down the sign. That nigga wasn't real, okay? They didn't let, they didn't let Taraji look at the launch. They let her ass stay. They locked the door in real life. She wasn't allowed in that room. But yeah, we over here like, oh. They did say, like, it was very clear in the movie that their kingdom was selling yeah, slaves. That was one of the ultimate reasons why they were, I mean, and I don't know if they ended up doing what happened at the end of the movie, but one of the big conversations was like, I don't think we should do this anymore. We're doing terrible shit and we should stop doing this terrible shit. That was one of the obstacles to overcome. And... You know, of course, they gave us, you know, the Hollywood ending that we wanted within overcoming it. But nonetheless, it's a goddamn movie. It ain't a history channel. Also, my thing is this. I don't give a shit, okay? I done seen a movie by William Wallace. Okay, I seen Braveheart. That shit ain't accurate. Okay, I done seen The Three Musketeers. Okay, that shit was written by a black dude and he didn't get credit. I'm like, if Scarlett Johansson can be Asian every other second, we can have... The woman king. Give me these warriors beating up a bunch of colonizers. I'm yes. okay with that. I'm okay it's with that. It's just interesting that I just feel like the main criticism was they downplayed that that kingdom was part of the slave trade, but I didn't think, I didn't, didn't feel like they downplayed it. I, like, I, I thought it was It very... was within the conversation. They, he was like, we're rich as shit. Y'all are going, y'all are the richest nation because of this shit. It was so important. It was, yeah. Like, sure, they didn't, like, take ownership and be like, we are horrible and drag you know, the Dahimi people the entire movie, but that's not what this movie was. But also, I think the thing about it is, is that a lot of people didn't watch it before they saw it. And also, oh, yeah. it, it's, it's hard for me when it comes happened. to, like, the history lessons, because, like, literally this history people are referring to was taught by white people. So it's like, they were one of the biggest slavers, which, you know, and they, in this kingdom in particular, became very massive. And so people are like, oh, this movie makes it like they were trying to get out, where, in fact... The only reason they got out of the slave trade is because the Europeans were like, oh, slavery has been abolished. We can't do this anymore. And so to me, it's like, I don't even know if that's true because you know who's telling me that? White people. So it's like, white people made Africa, made Africans look like savages. So the fact that we're all leaning on to this history, I just want to say, before I start about this, I'm not going to talk about that bullshit because I think this movie's fucking awesome. So if you really want to hear someone sit here and complain and go through the history of it, we know the history. Vox has an article on it. The Hollywood Reporter did something on it. 
Like, you can literally do your own research, but I don't give two shits about talking about that history unless y'all come out here and saying Green Book was a great movie. So let's praise these black women. I just wanted to address it because people were like, you got to talk about it. I ain't got to talk about shit. You know what I'm saying? I ain't got to talk right. about shit. <laughs> This film made $19 million at the box office, 94% on Rotten Tomatoes, 99% audience score. Damn, 99? 99, because it was fantastic. Like, let's let's do, let's, I guess, dive into initial thoughts. Would you like, I mean, <laughs> Shakira, what's your initial you know where it's going, but Shakira, would you like I know. <laughs> I said, I mean, literally, I saw it with you, Jarrah, and like, there were moments where I was screaming, where I was laughing, where I was crying. I'm a very full body involved viewer. My whole body, my whole everything. At one point I was like, I wanted to just cry, cry. I held back. I was strong. The movie was so, yeah, I, I thought from beginning to end, I liked how they tied storylines together, even storylines we may not have liked. There was one specific <laughs> one that I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah, the acting was phenomenal. The directing was phenomenal. Gina Prince Bifewood has been slept on for too long. She's been killing it forever. Yeah, and I'm happy that she's finally getting to do these action films that she's very great at doing, that Charlize Theron one she did, and then from Love and Basketball, like, that's physical. Getting those shots, getting those angles, like, making sure we're involved as much in the love as we are into the game. Like, getting the depth of the characters that while so much is happening, that was one thing that I loved within this, this film. So many like actresses who we've seen on this or we've seen on that, but like to see them all together. Yeah, I, I think I really didn't have, I, I'm part of that 99% audience score. I mean, I, I go, I dig this joke. Like I can't wait for Gina to do like, a rom-com action movie. Like, give me her version of Mr. and Mrs. Smith. I feel like that's the beautiful combination right there. I thought this movie was dope. I will say it's funny because I do think this movie for me is... I'm still... I think I told this to you, Shigeru. Like, I, I, this may be the best movie I saw this year. I have to rewatch anything everywhere. Everything yeah. everywhere, all I really once. need to, like, yeah. watch them again to compare, but I had, like, a, such a good time. So much so that, honestly, I wanted to, like, walk out of the theater because I didn't want to I didn't want to see the end because I was scared people were going to die like we knew some of them had to die and I was like oh I don't want to because you just didn't know I mean we could figure which one but I was like I didn't want Viola to die I was like please don't let this daughter die oh anyway it it was just one of those things where it was so nerve-wracking and then for some reason because of most movies I thought like like John Boyega's wife was going to sell him out kind of like in 300 I was like please don't let this lady backstab like all of the, like, the whole kingdom, because she's not, I, I was so nervous. But I thought the action was filmed well. I thought, like, honestly, I mean, you know, we, we'll probably get to the script a little later. I thought the script was good. I thought the script was, was very well done. Like, I'm, I'm, I read that the writer came on after Viola and Gina had done a lot of research and things of that nature. So I'm, I'm curious to know how much input she had on her own. Basically, it was a white lady who wrote us. Everyone's like, it's a white lady. And, and y'all know me. Sometimes I get weird about that. But I think the script was really well done. I thought it was, yeah. And also to throw a piggyback on what you just said in regards to script. I don't know a ton of details, but I do know Gina is also a writer. And she also, like, because she wrote Love and Basketball and directed it. So in any project that she's she does, 
she's very hands-on with the writer. I don't know. I feel like she, this is probably one of the first projects. Well, anywho, the Charlize Theron, when I know in the interview, she was talking about like how hands-on she was with script and making sure the beats happened. And I thought it was well-written. So sure, it was, you know, white women who actually wrote the script, but I feel like it was a team yeah, effort. Same. I, I agree. Like, I think, I really do. I think it was a lot of love given to this. I thought the the black women. I, first off, I thought it was filmed beautifully. The skin was popping. Like Viola's, like her skin was glowing. Like everybody, the textures. Literally, there were so many different shades of like dark brown, and it was like everyone you could see. Like she can't remember you talking about John Boyega. Like first off, Bray, I'm gonna let you go. But John Boyega in this movie was handsome as hell. That man was a bronze. They said eyeliner, yes. Yes, bronzer, yes. yes. That man has had a facial every day of like, set. Like, that he woke up and got a facial. Like my, my man had the eyeliner, and then he had a curl. I was like, this man got a curl in Africa? In Africa? Go ahead, boy. Like, listen, I, I'm Come only going to praise now. this movie. Bray, what you thinking? What you thinking, Bray? Yeah, I mean, this is definitely one of the best films I've seen in a long time, I think. I do think that this and everything, I, I mean, they're so different, you know what I mean? This is this is a more typical like the the subject matter of this film is Oscar like it's usually it's like in the category of like Oscar typical Oscar films right like and and I would say that in in that kind of genre of movie like a film that's like oh like this film is like uh the content feels like people at the Oscars would want to nominate it for things like I haven't seen a movie made as like quote unquote Oscar bait in a while that like actually like is this good. You know what I mean? Like in a really, really long time, I feel like. And I feel like we want it to like, you know, this isn't, I'm not trying to crap on anybody else, but I, I do feel like when we saw, when we saw like, even like when we saw Harriet Tubman, it was like, there was like, I feel like this is what we wanted that the quality of this film is like what we wanted that movie to be, you know, not that Harriet Tubman was, was a bad like Harriet was a bad movie necessarily, but it wasn't. You know what I mean? Like it wasn't this level of quality of like. I do think the writing was really good. I think the directing was absolutely incredible, and the acting was like top to bottom. Literally every single character. I'm talking minor characters, like John Boyega, all all of the women. Obviously Viola Davis. All like, of his wives. Mm-hmm. All, his all wives. Hey, 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 go go talk to know? her. Go talk to her real quick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so like the. Like the the even the guy who I was talking about the Portuguese guy like the yeah he was fine he was cool he was like <laughs> what's going on yeah it was like it was like <laughs> it was so perfectly <laughs> cast he was I was like get this like why is he over here said I had to come point? to my mother's homeland what you thought was happening here. What you thought was happening? At what point? <laughs> at what point they had this man just standing with the wind blowing, and I was like, "Yo, this is like them books, <laughs> shirtless, like just <laughs> literally just shirt open." I was like, "Yo, what is?" I this? felt like even at the end when he was like, "You stay in the room," he just didn't have a shirt on, and I was like, "This is not like a choice. This is a choice." This man was just like, "My hair is long and curly, and I'm not wearing it. a shirt." <laughs> He's like, "I'm in the gym. I'm here to save you, black woman." I was like, "Yo, get this." Get this and man. And I too, that whole time he's like, I gotta keep you safe. I was like, this bitch will murder you. Like, what do you mean keep her safe? Chop, chop, you're done. <laughs> She'll beat your ass. She gotta keep you safe. She's gotta protect your ass. <laughs> that shit was great. She's in, she put that nigga back on the boat, though. That's real. She was like, hey, I'm out. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Oh. 
Wait, I think we do have to give respect to Gina because I'm, I'm trying to bring it up right now. She was trying to make this movie. Oh, okay. I was going to not. No, of no, course no. we oh, have wait. to. No, I'm kidding. Oh, sorry, wait sorry. for that. No, no, no. no, no. I'm just kidding. I'm just no, kidding. it's only because she's been trying to make this movie for the better part. Ten, damn, damn. Ten years. Oh, wow. Damn. Wait, did she find these writers? So now? apparently, so I'm reading about it right now. So, so it, it's, it's interesting. So this is the thing. And, and, Bray, I think we've tried to discuss this, you you and me particularly, of like, I have a hard time figuring out, because sometimes you watch these movies and it's a white person directing it or like, it's involved. And you see like, why is this this way? Why is this random white person saving the day? Why is this happening? And when I look at how this movie got made, like Maria Bello helped produce this movie, actress Maria Bello, like, it felt like she kept saying she went around to pitch this movie and no one wanted to do it because it was a, a period, quote unquote, war movie devoid of men featuring dark-skinned Black women, and no one wanted to do it. And the reality is, they would never say that. Like, they would never, like, say those words directly, but they would just say things like, well, we don't understand who the target audience is. Well, it seems like if you're going to make a film about war, like, uh, but it's starring women, like, is that a film that women would want to see? You know, like, like, oh, okay. So uh, is there going to be just maybe a more global perspective? Of, there's just a lot of industry terms for them to say, like, we don't want a, a movie, an action movie with f- black female leads. You know what I mean? And it's interesting because looking at, and this is, this is no diss to the, to the writer, but I have found this trend when it comes to some of these black movies written by white women in particular, like her credits, like, you know, I feel like I'm trying to be nice, but I feel like sometimes as black people, you have to like, we have to book the dope thing and then we kind of get better and better things. I'm looking at this woman's filmography. So D- so Dana wrote it. Dana wrote it, but her- Right, that's screenplay by. Yes, yeah. so she wrote it, but her, her filmography isn't like Oscar-worthy movies. And no offense to her, well, you know what I'm saying? Well, she got, I'm for, yeah, for, for the love, for love of the game, isn't, wasn't that like a- Nope, it didn't do that. I mean, look, I, I, I'm not dissing. I'm not dissing. I'm not dissing her work. I'm just saying that, like, yeah, no, I hear what you're saying. I'm just saying, like, this, everything about this movie felt like, you know, if this was, let, I mean, let's be straight about this was like a white dude, you would have had the guy who wrote Rain Man or something right in this movie. Whereas I'm looking at everybody who was a part of this movie, it felt like more of a, we really care, we really love it. Let's get who we can get and push everybody to be the best they can be because it's like i mean even gina was like she finally got the movie after that charlize theron movie did well Yep, that's when she finally but also too i mean that just shows you how hollywood is uh, and and how long and how it's definitely a marathon it's not a sprint and being black and being people of color and getting anything made you know what i mean like black women trying to get this movie made took 10 years 10 years. And it was, it's, I I think, a phenomenal film, but like, also, I'm grateful that it came out now because people are more open to it and they're ready for it. And they were able to get the budget that they deserved and they were able to get the stars paid what they deserved. And, and it came together to be a wonderful piece. And Gina was able to prove herself within Hollywood. I mean, she's not, not that she should have to prove herself over and over again, but here she is again, bam. Between, I mean, the Charlize Theron film, I feel like really elevated her. It took way too long for it to happen, but it took way too long for it to happen. But, you know. But it's beautiful that we're here because, like, honestly, I know this and I 
I sent a message, but I didn't realize it was so reckless to my cousins who have young daughters. Like, yeah, I got to take them to see women. <laughs> the woman came. And they were like, isn't that violent? I was like, yeah, but... Yes. I was like, yeah, but you know, they, they still got to see it. And they go, wait, how violent how, is it? How, I was like, yeah, how old are your cousins? I mean, listen, I, when, when I sent the message and I started Dra- defending the movie, <laughs> when I started defending the movie, I was like, okay, this may have been a little reckless, but I was excited. Because I feel like, because again, I remember... Right. I remember, it's a good movie for them to see when they're like in high school. Yeah, just to know school. like, just to know like... It's a different generation. Uh, if I was yeah. a kid, my mom would have been like, we going to the movies. Yeah, same, same. Oh, I got... set it off with my mom when I was like six. No, you got no oh choice. Oh my God. You got no choice. <laughs> Look, I just, we went. I just think it's something important. I famously important. was not allowed to see Rated R. <laughs> I love that for you. I love that. My mom was like, we, I don't got a babysitter. You coming with me? <laughs> I'm about to see it. Also, please remember... I know everyone's going to say, yes, yes, yes. The Dora Milaje are inspired by the Nome Amazons, if you will. So people are like, oh, I remember someone, one of my friends was like, ain't this just like Black Panther? I was like, well, technically, this is where Black Panther got, Black Panther got it from. And in Black Panther, he has no male warriors at all, really, except for the other tribe. So, you know. People did not, people did not say, ain't this like Black Panther? Wait, <laughs> Melissa, can you, Melissa, can you, I, can you put in the what, chat? What is happening? Our producer went to go see this. Can you put in the chat what happened to you at your screening, Melissa? Because I think they don't believe. So Bello conceived the idea for the woman king. And she, <laughs> Bello is the story by. That's, oh, she's wait, also what? White, she's also a white woman. Actress Maria Bello? Wow. Maria, Maria Bello, yeah. Wow. That's what Melissa just told us. She pitched this movie in front of a crowd. Ah, uh, yeah, this was. I heard. I heard about this. I heard about this. Yeah, but like, this is the type of white female allies you need. Where the white men at? They didn't even show up. At least the white women was showing up and helping a little bit. I will say, just because we're we're concentrating on the on these writers too, I will say that I like. I do like this. Like, I like that. You know, I. I it doesn't necessarily need to be only black writers telling this story. And I and one of the reasons I I feel that way is because if it was if only black people got to tell black stories, then there would be less black stories because people would be like, well, I can't I'm white, so I can't write for black people. And then they, and that's how they that's how you get, you know, people like the Cohen brothers or freaking Woody Allen. No, uh, is it Wes Anderson? I mean, Wes Anderson, he only be having like one. Yes, Wes Anderson. Yeah, he only be having one old black yes. person in his movies. I mean, this is the thing, Bray. Most of the most of the most of the directors I think we grew up loving don't be putting black people in. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So I like that. And then that said, like you have a black director come in, you know, you have black actors. I'm sure, like I'm sure they like did their research. They probably consulted with people. They probably had yes, they like, had a descendant. They know, had a descendant. Go, they probably uh, had ghost ri- ghost writers too, like mm-hmm. come in and you know what I mean. Like, there's a lot that goes into it. You know what's so interesting too, random, but I just like Googled the Woman King, just like news in general. And the headline from the New York Times is surprises with 19 million at the box office. CNN, surprises at the box office. Variety, a a surprising victory. Like y'all really don't believe, like y'all really don't be 
believing in us. Y'all don't rally for us. Y'all don't like y'all don't have our backs. Like apparently it was projected to make only 12 million or something like or less. How? Than that. Like how? What else? Because is, they I don't, don't know. They don't know. What they else don't get it right now? Because the people in power think like, oh, nobody's going to see it. And I was like, it's it, what's so crazy to me is that black people are huge consumers of media and of movies and of TV. Like, we go to the theater. We go to see shows. We go to the movie theaters. We watch these shows. We support. We've been supporting shows with cast of all white people. You know what I mean? Black people I know watching all Friends, Seinfeld, Frasier. You think I didn't see this stuff growing up? Like, just because it's an all-white cast didn't mean we didn't support it. But all black cast stuff? Y'all ain't support us. Now suddenly, you know, pulling up. But, like, the fact that y'all had no faith in this, But I know? feel like this wasn't them. I feel like this wasn't white people supporting us. This was, like, black people once again being like, yo, we got you. And I think, and to me, it's one of those things where, like, even what you're saying is, like, I grew up, and Brown know you're probably going to say this, and I think we all have. It's like, I grew up loving Die Hard. I didn't fucking care that Bruce Willis was a white dude. You know what I'm saying? It was like, this is the dude saving the day. But I feel like, especially now in a time and day where like more people of color and black people specifically are getting parts in shows and movies, whereas like every time somebody get cast, they got to survive these racist tweets. Like I think about like, you know, Haley, she's got to go through all this. But like literally somebody that they posted that some kid on TikTok was in blackface doing his own parody reaction of uh, a kid watching The Little Mermaid. It's like, you you have to survive so much just to exist, and it's, like, crazy. So to me, bring the sequel. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Can I just, just quick tangent? I do hate how much attention is paid to freaking these racist trolls on the internet who, like, write a couple tweets about, like, Black Little Mermaid or whatever, or Black, you know... Storm, Stormtrooper, blah, blah, blah. And then, like, I feel like so much attention is put on it that it magnifies this voice in a way that's just like, would you just ignore these dumb idiots? Like, you know what I mean? Like, who cares what they think? Like, it's so obviously, yeah. I hear you. No, I don't, like, repost certain things just because I don't want to be a part of that conversation. Like, this whole Little Mermaid stuff. I'm like, so what? Okay, fuck y'all. Y'all don't want a black rumor? Y'all got one. I don't really care to amplify your voice. I'm not posting it on my story like, this is why black mermaids can exist. I know black mermaids can exist because ain't no mermaids real. So anything can yeah. re- exist. <laughs> <laughs> like, what are we talking there about? Are like th- there are some things that are so dumb, they're not, they're not even worth like trying to say like, oh, this is stupid. It's like, of course it's stupid. Like, I don't need to talk. Like, we don't, I don't I don't argue with people who think the earth is flat. You know what I mean? It's like it's such a it's so dumb that it's like what I'm not even going to entertain the conversation. You want to believe that go ahead. Like, you know, you want to believe that uh, the mer- uh, freaking little mermaid is white? Like go ahead. Go ahead and believe that mermaids What about the natural born gingers? How are they going to see themselves? I was like every movie. Shut up. Every My theory also to be truthfully honest is the reason we hear about that kind of stuff and the reason that like you'll have these big outlets post about it is because those people can't say it themselves. You know what I mean? So it's like, if I work at, if I'm low-key racist and I work at the New York Times, I can't say, hey, I don't know if I feel about this movie, but I can retweet and be like, oh shit, these people are offended by this movie because it's like, it gives me an escape boat to like kind of shit on something. That's why I get so mad that a lot of these outlets don't have black people. Like, the fact that you look at some of these big, big news outlets, trades, and they don't have black people reviewing, not just black movies, period, but just like movies in general, really, Mm -hmm. 
kills me. I think it's a mix of things too, though, Gerard. I think it's definitely the media, but I, well, this might be woo-woo, but the collective conscience is very strong. So like when the collective decides on a thing and everybody's putting their energy, like whenever one school shooting happens, another sh- a mass shooting happens like back to back because all of our energy is focused on the thing we don't want. Like when all of our energy is focused on the internet trolls who are trolling a black mermaid, all we see is more posts about why is there a black mermaid? Like every time the collective is all putting the energy towards police shootings, a bunch of police shootings happen within the week. It's it's crazy how strong we are as a um, when we magnify together and then the media will put whatever out and like if you know like even with the pandemic like 100% real no 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 uh, craziness here but like with the monkeypox like we latched on the net and then we latch on to the next thing and then we latch on to the next thing and that's how it is with like like this being a black film and now everybody wants to latch on. And before this movie even came out, people were complaining about the accents. I hadn't even seen anything. They were like, I don't know about those West African 1823 accents. Yes, yes, that was viral. (laughs) And I said, what y'all know about any fucking African? Shut the hell up. I was like, "Ah, yes, that was going around on Twitter, on like, it it was latched. I was like, who the hell knows about a fucking West African 1823? I've already said I don't know if I've wow, said this on the podcast, I didn't know that but I definitely wow. I definitely say it I definitely say it all the time where it's like if you're worried about what the correct accent is, like you don't under you I feel sorry for you because you can't enjoy a movie. Like who cares what the first of all, they wouldn't be speaking English. They would speak be speaking whatever language that they are. So it's it already doesn't even make sense. It's like it's like they wouldn't have and then and even if like, it's like, why do we care what the correct accent is? All we need to know is that they are in a different country. We speak English, so we're, you know, nobody speaks this other language. So we're hearing it in English and they're putting on an accent. Like, it doesn't really matter. I, I, it's, it's such a weird, it's like this weird thing that like, cause people do it all the time with like British stuff or like, or I don't know, like, they'll be like, oh, well, that, that, you know, those German accents weren't good. And I'm like, I don't care unless it's like, so crazy like if it takes you out of the movie yeah like jared leto like in house of gucci where you're like what's he doing <laughs> yeah 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 what is he doing we're just like uh, what come on <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing to me and you're like all right i mean i don't know if anybody speaks like that <laughs> listen what you're here for it pasta 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 <laughs> oh my god uh, but wait we got to talk about the actual movie i mean this movie is just fire like how did it? What was the what was the first scene in this movie? Oh, 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 this oh, first scene is the is the is the first attack is the attack on the they get their they get their people back because because we start with this scroll to hear about like the tribes and like how the other tribes are was it joining forces how we have a new king no one respects the new king blah 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 but then what's so good about this is that they set this up this scene probably takes one, maybe two minutes to start, which I think is so fascinating because basically they played it almost like a horror movie where it's like the dudes are sitting there, they hear one sound, they hear one sound, it's nothing. They hear another sound, it's nothing. And then there's no and the sound. birds come up. Oh, yeah, that's the oh. birds. And then he looks, they start making fun of dude. And then not even like secretly anymore, Viola and everybody just stands up real slow. And I'm like, the beauty of this is we could have sneak attack job, but we're going to just let y'all know we about to come and wreck real quick. <laughs> And it it was brutal too. Oh my god! Well, it's kind of like we 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 snuck up on you, and now we're about to fight. 
It was brutal. Brutal. 007 mm. was out here poking out people's eyes and shit with her fingernails. I, I was like, oh my gosh. God, I, I stuff is, I'm happy to show it. It's funny, this movie was so violent without actually showing it, if that makes sense. Like, it wasn't gratuitous. It didn't feel gratuitous. It wasn't gratuitous. Yeah. What was it rated? Violence don't get hard ratings in America. Mm, PG-13. Violence, PG-13. it could be the most, I was about to say, violence don't get too bad a Yeah, rating. you gotta, it's gotta Sex, be really gory. It's gotta be like a penis out for, or like, oh, you true. know, women can be fully naked and still barely get a hard R. Yeah, you gotta show full peen. That's, that's the rule. Yep, it's only peen. it's about men. They don't care. You gotta show full peen, man. Sex and men. That's <laughs> it. I'm sorry, that's what it is. America's like, don't be showing me a lot of blood, but as long as you cut away from it, you're good. But then that happens. We see we see Viola and the crew just wreck everybody. They free they free the captives and then they take and we learn that they take people back and give the women the option whether or not they want to join or go back to where they came from. What is our lead? What is our lead's name? What is the young Thuso? What what is uh, it? No no me Noe? Nai. No, damn it, I don't remember what they said. No, Nawi. Noe? Noe? It's N-A-W-I. I heard yeah. them say it a bunch, but I yeah, same. Haven't, uh, you know. But you know what? I'm going to go annoyed. But anyway, we see her, and we see her yes. veracity. Like, her, she finds out, like, her dad is trying to sell her off. And you know what I will say? The thing I liked about this movie is that... Mm-hmm. To get married, not, not to like, get married. Not like Sorry, yes. slave trade. Yes, to get married. What I did like is it did show the gender politics. To me, why, that's, to me, why that was important is because, like, I think this didn't make... What's the best way to put it? It didn't it didn't do the thing I feel like I often see in some of these movies where like there wasn't a bunch of men like, ah, oh, see, we re- we truly care. Like even some of the other guardsmen was only rocking with them because they were warriors too at one point. Like, so we got to see this dad, and we got to see like this when she looks at the old dude, when she see first sees that old <laughs> oh my god. But also too, when he popped hands and then she popped back, first off, who slept like let, oh, I feel whenever I watch movies, period pieces, especially with women, which is all of them, but like that the women just play like smaller roles and how men treat women. It is so like I'm so grateful to not be in like that type of situation because it's really like you're going to disappoint your family and get put away to be a warrior for your life or you're going to go home to this man who's going to beat your ass because you ain't make his rice perfectly. You know what I mean? Like it's a little too crunchy today. Like, I, like, the mental health slash lack thereof slash with abuse to women, especially back in the day where you just accept. I mean, and it's still a lot today, but. Yeah, I mean, that that that, that part was hard, but then the dad immediately takes her to, to, the, to the castle to be like, yo, you got to join. And then that's when, I keep calling her 007 because she was firing that movie as well. 007 is there and it's like, yo, come in. And this is the thing. This is the thing. Spoiler alert. Let me listen to some movies and spoiler. But the mere fact that she showed sympathy and care in this one scene, I instantly was scared. I was like, no. I was like, we know what happens to the person who cares, the guide, the coach. Like, and I was like, yeah, uh, if I were to write this movie, I knew I like, I was like, don't kill her though. Cause sometimes they'll keep the fan favorite alive. Like for me. But I was like, but y'all know how to to write the all is lost moment in a movie. And if you're going to kill somebody that's not Viola or do so, it's going to be her. Because Viola's right hand was dope. We loved her, but we didn't love her like we love. Yeah, she could have died too. 
Yeah. But we loved Izibu. Izibu. Because she was like funny too. Like the she moment was funny. she was funny. She was quirky. The moment she was funny, like proud. I was like, oh, she was no. drinking whiskey. Yeah, it's like she had to go. <laughs> she was just so dope. She was like the older sister you wish you had, the homegirl you wish you like, you know, grew up with. She just had, she made the, the she was the heart. I was just going to say that I love, I do. So one of the things that's so great about this film is that one the the it's not like we're not seeing the creation of the this army of the the king's guard or whatever you what, i forgot what they were called exactly there because there was an actual name like a their language there was a name in their language right for like what they were <laughs> forgot, forgot what the name was we didn't see like it wasn't like we saw the creation of it but we did get to see we got to like you know it was very like story structure like you get to follow the, your protagonist you know this girl this young girl into it and so she's learning about it at the same time and like going through the trials of it and meanwhile you have like viola davis and like she's going through this stuff where she's like realizes that like you know we're kind of killing ourselves by like part one participating in this slave trade and also like like these other people are just going to keep encroaching on our empire and you know we have to like we have to do something about it so you so you know that kind of conflict is brewing there's like the tension between her and the king and 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 her and the king's wives like who can have the king's ear more so you've got that storyline going on you know and then eventually we get into some other like the backstory about you know, both Viola and Nawi. I just love, I just, lo I felt like there was so much, like, I wasn't bored. I feel like so many times, like, watching movies, especially for this podcast, there are, like, points of times where I'm like, all right, like, I'm checking my watch, or I'm like, how much time is left? Or, like, you know, what's going to... And I was like, I feel like I was so, like, there was so much going on. It was so interesting. And the, the development of the characters came so naturally. And there were so many different characters that I, like, cared about. I don't know. They just, like, it just was done in, like, this really just thoughtful way that was very captivating. I loved the one, they had one character that I thought was so dope. Oh, was it Odie? The, the other, like she was captured from another tribe? Yes. So the reason Odie was so dope to me is because when she said why she stayed, some people were like, I have nowhere else. Like the one woman was like, I have my parents that didn't have nowhere else to go. She goes, he, like, I go from being, what is it? The prey to the, uh, to prey upon, or like from the. It, like, like from, 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 the, from the prey the, to the hunted or to the hunter. To the prey to the hunter. And I was like. She said, I'm going to go from the prey to the hunter. And it was something so dope about that because also something that I can tell women were involved in writing this movie is that if a man would have wrote this movie, I do feel like she would have been a female antagonist to Nawe. Like, they would have been, they would have been hella, hella competitive. Like they wouldn't have been friends until like she would have had to like risk her life for her at the end. And you kind of, you kind of saw that she was competitive. But the moment that was so dope is that after they both go through this trials, they both like hug each other and are super happy immediately. So it wasn't even about like, I'm trying to be better than you. It was like, yo, I'm trying to make sure I'm the best too. I love that. I, I thought that was so dope. Yeah, I did love that too because within the competition, you could see that they were fierce and they were competing. Like they didn't have each. They were like, "We going who's winning?" And then afterwards, they immediately were like, "But we're teammates, and I love you, and I got love for you, and this is sisterhood." And you know, even though you beat me, it's like you know, I got you. And she had to. And she had, you know, 
that one that one random soldier who was still trying out was like talking shit about her at one point, which was which I guess she did end up giving her life for her. But anyway, okay, I gotta say one thing. I don't want to talk about the dude. I don't want to talk about the dude. But this man John Boyega had to be the coolest nigga. And I was like, this. He, oh he took, my god! I'm like, why is what he so a performance. cool? Performance. Yeah, it was. He was. I was like, he Yo, was bro. so good. But the balance was there. The balance of power and seducing and like, like he was still pretty, but he had power. He did. Yeah, and I to that point, secure. Like I was. It was so funny because I remember watching the trailer. I just watched the trailer once. And I remember in the trailer seeing John Boyega and thinking like, oh, is he like a, is he like going to be like this soft king? You know what I mean? Who like doesn't have a lot of power and then like is getting crap for like having women fighters and this and that. And then like in during the movie, there every every time I thought I understood like who his character was, he would kind of do something different. Like, and the way that John Boyega carried himself, like you were just like. They, he had like he both was like you're like oh this guy is kind and thoughtful and understanding and also he is a king and he knows it and he's like you don't want to cross like don't push him too far because he will snap you know clap back at you like yeah but my man the way he, this is, I'm gonna be real I'm gonna be real like there's certain things I, I think I really like in actors and it's like to me I'm I love looking at how people physically carry their bodies or whatever. And the way he sat on the throne every time, like every, every single time he sat on this throne, he would, he would take his little cape and yep, like fluff like his little cape. Fluff his little, little cape. <laughs> like, and then he would, and then he would sit. The best way I can describe it is like, there's these videos of like, like lions and, and I mean, mainly lions, but when they sit, sometimes they sit almost upright. Like they're just waiting to pounce on somebody. It's almost like I'm surveying the land. Like, like I got to jump, I'm a jump. But the lionesses should have it. But I'm here, though. And so, especially when, like, the white dudes came, like, he was like, hey, y'all go, go give him a seat. Sit over there. Sit over Sit over there. And he, like, fluffed back and just, like, he always sat upright the entire time. He moved upright. It, I don't know, man. I was like, this dude is smooth. And then, and then watching Viola, who, to me, has such a hard character because I think she had to be super tough at certain points. Her character is the one that says you got to get rid of your tears. But at a certain point, she did the thing that I think, when I watch men perform, I think, I don't like seeing necessarily men cry. To me, the hardest thing is when a man holds back tears, because I feel like, well, you're an actor, you're trying to prove you can cry if you're a dude. But like, in this movie, every time she's crying, she's literally like trying to fight against it because she's so tough. Like, I don't do this. I don't, I don't cry no matter what it is until it like comes out of her. And I thought that was so beautiful because she was still strong while being vulnerable at the same time. Oh, could you imagine being in the scene with Viola like that? Even the, the antagonist, like I hated that dude. Like he seemed like this hood ass, trifling ass dude. Like I was like, get this trifling man off. He was such a good villain because he was still like believable. Like I fuck bitches, I rape women, I don't give a fuck. I'm here for the slave trade. Like he seemed like he was from the streets of Baltimore, except. <laughs> Yo, and I'm from Baltimore. I can say that. <laughs> <laughs> no, but he felt so hood. Also, you know what it was? He was the only one, and he didn't talk too much. But he did. He didn't. <laughs> this is so wrong. Yeah, man. But he just felt like so around the way. Like he felt like he felt like that one dude that when you had to walk past him, you just was like, "Fuck." You didn't know what you didn't know he was gonna be on the day. You didn't know what type of time he was gonna have for you. He's like you just felt that. 
Shit, that, I'm gonna have to deal with on Rodney. Edge, like that, the, one of those people that's so rattled and on edge and unwell that they genuinely don't care about other human beings. So you're so nervous for his life. Everybody like, oh, knows wow. he's been through some shit. Like they're like, yo, man, the cops beat his ass. Other like we had a dude named Jerome, and like God bless, I don't know where he is right now. But like he just went through so much that you just never knew, like what. You just didn't know, man. Like, he could be super cool. He could give you money for the ice cream truck one day. You know what I mean? And the next day, he'd just be wilding the fuck out. You just didn't know. And he had, this guy had that energy, yo. Like, oh, man. Then the reveals, y'all. Come- oh. oh, my goodness. Incredible. Oh. Oh. Because we were, okay. Yeah, we were already, like, it's like, oh, is she going to make it? She's like, She's so defiant, you know, uh, we have the we have the trial, you know, for them to like make it into the into the uh, the, the the army or uh, I'm sorry, I don't know the name. At one point, she like goes back for her friends as they're like going through the thorns. By the way, I was looking at this stuff going like, man, I I couldn't do this. Man, <laughs> man, I would not survive like. I do not have this kind of pain tolerance. And she still wins, but they all kind of make it in or like, you know, all the friends, the three friends that we're kind of following. And so once we're at the top where, you know, everything seems to be going good, all of a sudden, like Viola kind of like, I don't know, sees her when she's in the, I guess in, in the bathing area or something like that. She sees like something on her. She sees this mark. And then she's like, hey, remember, remember, the nuts? remember when I told you to do that thing? Where did, where did you, where did you put it? Oh, 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 that reveal. I thought you were talking about No, 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 that's the reveal. But like that okay. reveal came after yeah. she was like, she was like, well, yes. Do the nuts thing. And she was like, somebody's gonna come back from the past. She basically set it up as like, there's gonna be fire. You're gonna, it's like, it's gonna be a surprise. And then, yeah, like after she won, they were clean. Right. The and the thing that came back from the past, it's like, at first, it's like, oh, it's the guy. It's the, it's this villain dude who raped her like, oh, so long ago. But then we find out like, she had a daughter from from that. That was and a yeah. That was a great first twist. of all, I wanted to say at the, when I saw this yeah. movie, I saw it with Shakira and one of our friends. And Lord have mercy, I feel like at one point I heard y'all go, what? I don't know if it was you or Vivian, but the moment the reveal of the kid came, I just heard noise from my left, and I was like, this is how you know it's a good movie. When you got black people screaming at a screen. As soon as the conversation started about her potentially being an orphan, it was like, God isn't that cruel. And I said, what? That was me. Yeah, I said, what? Because <laughs> they, they said, they, they, she, they can't be your daughter. God isn't, uh, the gods aren't that cruel. Not just, you know. And I was just like, and I was like, well, <laughs> that's your daughter, girl. That's your daughter. I knew it right then. But then, but the build to it still was like. Whew. Yeah. Man. I, yeah, Tessa at one point was like, you know what this means, right? And I, like before they like literally said it, I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's her daughter. <laughs> I like, oh, no. But I didn't. But I didn't even think about that because I didn't like. They did such a good job of deflection. Where like when we saw her at the beginning, like we saw the dad. I don't remember seeing a mom, and we just never addressed whether or not like you would never think to address like, oh, is this your birth father? Or not. Because they did such a good job of not being like, I don't know why I adopted you in the first place. I don't know why this blah, blah, blah. I even like down to the last beat when Naoi was like, she was like, daughter. And Naoi was like, girl, I can't handle this right now. I gotta walk away. Because like, she didn't just give in right away. She was like, bitch, like, I don't know. I don't know. 
She got out the tub. She, you know, you would have thought like if we were to write this in a Hollywood way, she'd be like, "Mother, I finally found." Like it was a Disney movie, but no, it was like, "What you mean?" Yeah. Like, ugh, this is it caused her stress. I just won. I just got here officially, and you giving me this tonight. I just was with homeboy. I came back here for you. This is you telling me. She was. Torn. Oh man, that that was so good. Also, like she like she put. Was it like a piece of like a was shark, it, a, a shark, a shark tooth, tooth or something? Part of a shark tooth. Oh yeah. my goodness! Because at first I was like, oh, maybe she won't have a shark tooth. And it's gonna be hella awkward. But I was like, oh no, they gave it a shark tooth, baby. Then I then then I thought the daughter was gonna die or Viola was gonna die. Once this happened, I was like, they're gonna like build them up. Well, one of them got to protect the other one, and I'm like, same. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Okay. So do you want to talk about this no, romantic I don't storyline. No, I don't. <laughs> But they tied it to the end. That's why I was like, well, it... I liked it. Shakira, him, him, okay, hear me out. As soon as he walked on the screen, Gerard was like, no. Hear uh-uh. me out. When they, he, hear <laughs> me out. You a hater. Hear me out. <laughs> said, not this light-skinned nigga. <laughs> <laughs> All the black men. That's what Yo, he said. So. <laughs> at one point... <laughs> hater. Okay. At one point... Okay, at one point, I tried my best not to say anything. But I think Shakira picked up, like, the moment he came on the screen, I just, like, sucked into my seat. Because I was on the edge of my seat. I saw this nigga. I was like, oh, bruh. Because cause this is my thing. Here's my theory. For real, for real. All jokes aside. I understand if his mom was taken and he was so... And, like, he was trying to come back because she died. I, I totally understand that. I thought, honestly, that him being mixed and being half white would serve a bigger purpose. Like, I didn't know if he was at the end going to, like, do one of those, like, kumbaya white people speeches, like, Come on, we better people. But at the end of the day, he could have been full-blooded African and it wouldn't have changed his storyline at all. He still would have been a chauffeur to the white dude because a lot of those, a lot of these slavers had an African there who worked for them who would go and be the... For the privilege to purchase an African? He did, he did. He he was the guy... He, he grew up with him. Yeah. He said he was his friend since childhood. They grew up together. No, at one point in the movie, towards the end, the, the, the white Spaniard dude Go. He literally Portuguese. Says, he's a Spaniard. Okay, he's still white. He's still Spaniard. Well, they're not Spaniards. They're Portuguese. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Portuguese. I'm sorry. White. <laughs> sorry, sorry. A different yeah. version of white. How about that? Every a different version of white. Okay, yeah, that's all, all I was right. saying. Cool, cool. <laughs> I feel like every time I be talking about like Jarrah's like Jarrah's like. Wait, why do we have to respect the differences between white? <laughs> we don't respect white. the differences no, between black. No, because you Every time they don't, but then every time they be like, "Oh, I'm not white." I'm like, "No, nigga, you a colonizer. You white." Anyway, my thing oh, is, 100 percent. I, I genuinely <laughs> yeah. think if he would have been like a full blooded African, you would have got the same storyline. I just don't. Unless there's something I'm missing about him being light skinned. What, what was I it? think what the, there were no there was no Africans actually purchasing slaves on the block like the way that the friend slash person he may have been working for, but I, I wasn't clear on that. I thought he was more of his friend. They were working together. And they I thought they were working together, up. yeah. Yeah. They went to pick up because it's the fact that he was still first off, he was dre- like they weren't dressing Africans like like people, like humans, like they weren't humanizing Africans at that time. They were still very much in a slave position. I think the power play that he did was like, I'm gonna purchase this woman for a hundred dollars. First off, Africans, why would an African have that money if he was enslaved? So this, so, so. Well, he, yeah, it definitely wasn't enslaved. Enslaved and like there just to help the white owner. He could, he could beg the white owner, like, please buy this one for me. And the white owner would decide upon that. 
But because I think there was a line about the fact that his father, because his father is the one who's white, and I think there's something about the fact that his father was like a businessman. Yeah, like his father and that's was what rich. His privilege was so his, his privilege was came white, from his, his mother father. Was black. Right. Right. And the fact that he was raised clearly with whites, a white best friend means his father owned him, like took took him under his wing. His father actually said, this is my child, even though he's brown. Because he was he was light enough to, to be safe for white people. White people felt safe with him because he was still, you know what I mean? Yeah, I hear what you're saying, Zara. I don't, I think like historically you're right. Just, in the- but but just, just for a second, historically, white Europeans did use Africans to go with them to auction blocks to help decide which slaves they should purchase. A lot of times they were dressed like the... So they weren't dressed in the same exact clothes, but they were dressed similarly to their owners at the time. And yes, this guy wasn't a slave per se, but also because this job that he had, going to purchase and decide which slaves to, to, to buy is something that Africans did have as well. For me personally, I just feel like Historically, but he that- wasn't even there for that. He said he was there to because his mom was from there and he just wanted to go. Cool. That's what he said. But what I'm saying is, is like at the end of the day, that that could have been an African whose mom was from there. And like it, it, you still to me, all I'm saying is you could have had the exact same story. I mean, I guess I guess I'm just curious then. We wouldn't have gotten those abs, and we wouldn't have gotten go. that open shirt. See, like, see, like, well, I also think, but I, but I also, I also <laughs> just think that it brought an extra, like, layer to it of like this guy being mixed. Like the 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 it it introduces the colorism without it really being much of a focal point of the of the of the movie. It's like. Yeah, there's something about and there and there's something about this whole like cuz even what they were doing, even what the kingdom of Tahomi was doing or participating in of like selling like captured, you know, tribesmen and, and and participating in the slave trade in that way and he's kind of participating in he's like kind of participating in, it in a way as well and has more privilege than these people in certain areas. I don't know. It, there was something then like the fact that he spoke Portuguese and like all this stuff, there was something, I don't know. It's just, I feel like it added an extra layer to it that not that you didn't necessarily needed it. Yeah, but, we didn't need it, but I do feel like it did open up a conversation. I do feel like I was indifferent with him being a love interest for the reason of like, yes, let's pick an African. Like we in Africa, we already here. We got this very black story, but then on the other end, I felt like when they tied it together at the end with him purchasing her and them having, you know, their little hookup and romance scene, I was like, at least they tied, like, if he was just the love interest and, like, didn't get, like, that point of, like, he got right back on the ship and went back to, he, he ain't never going to see each other again. He served his purpose. It's like, oh, like, here's an, ex- like, I think the to, to me it was, like, for her, it was like, oh, here's, like, this you know, alternate life creature. you could have. Because it was still about her. Like, in, inevitably, it was like, you can be a warrior with your sisters or you can be with this colonizer, potentially. You know, like a decent one. Yeah, a better I mean, one. Listen, a mixed race one. I hear y'all. I hear y'all. Listen. I, hear I mean, y'all. I didn't love it, though. I'm saying I agree. I did not love it. Well, we it, had the kid. You know, we had John Boyega and his, his wife. And I loved those wives. Those wives were comedy. It felt like watching an Atala Prey movie where, like, most of this movie, the dark-skinned black dudes are the bad ones, and then all of a sudden, this light-skinned nigga come, and it's like, oh, 
Like it is to me, it is historically tradition that this has happened. And to me personally, it's like you could have. There is literally nothing in this storyline, nothing. Because I think you're right, Bray. They don't address really that he's mixed that much, which is like great. I'm pretty sure, but also because they don't, I didn't need him to be mixed. So it's like you could have just. But again, that's just a personal preference. Because as a, a person who is browner, I'm used to seeing. But also, you know, that. mixed mixed people so. exist, and no, again. Again, like I said, and they exist in this world too. So, but 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 to me, like I said, if I watch if I watch TV and movies, if I'm looking at things normally, like again, if I watch a rom com, if I watch like a Tyler Perry movie, it is usually going to be a light skinned dude who comes to save a black woman, or it's going to be a white dude who comes to save a black woman, or you know, if I'm watching, no no you know, no offense, a lot of commercials, it's going to be like a lot of light skinned people. It's just like this is just the world we live in. So to me, in this movie, it felt like it wasn't. For something that supported and was so big, when you hear them talk about like darker skin, darker skin this, darker skin that, like we had dark skin women, it's like for them to just inject a light skin nigga to like literally come out of the water. I was like, I, I don't know. I don't know. But that's, that is just me. Listen, I mean, that's I feel just like my that's, but I feel like that's similar. I, I, I guess I'm on a line too, because as a black woman, we see this so often with black men. And maybe this is, Less on, I mean, on TV as well, but more. Right, like dark-skinned men with yeah, light-skinned women. Yeah, dark-skinned men with light-skinned women or with white women. Like, just straight up, not even, you know what I mean? Like, so it's very common on the other hand. So I think you see in it is how black women be like, damn, 33%, huh? Like, that's that's percentage of, like, you know, marriages that um for black yeah. men that are with and I will say, women. For me, it's like, he wasn't a hero. He wasn't a hero. He wasn't, like... Like, and it wasn't like we didn't have any dark skinned black men that were also good in the movie. And mm-hmm. we had one who never spoke. Well, you talk about the, the other warrior guy? The king. What are you talking about? The king. Oh, I was, I, I was talking about the other warrior dude who didn't like him at first. Like, oh. I mean, again. He spoke a little bit. He spoke a tiny bit. It's a wee bit. It wasn't his movie. Hey, he fought, man. He was cool. He, he was fought. like, no, no, he listen. Was cool. Again, I'm not even trying to hammer on it. To me, it's just like, it was one of those movies where I don't think I needed a dude. Period, but also the fact that it was a light skin dude. I was like, God damn! It was like so to me. It was like I didn't need the either. reason I liked it is like it, it added to her defiance, you know. And then she also got to like sleep with him, and then like and then be like, all right, peace. <laughs> you know. <laughs> all right, yeah, anyway, listen. And he was I... like begging her to come back. Come, let me be Captain Saber Hope. She was like, no. Nah. Yeah, he's like, no. Nah. <laughs> listen, listen. I look. I ain't, I ain't gonna fight it. I ain't gonna like. I'm I'm not trying to change minds. Like, God bless. Honestly, it, it was really cool to see the ingenuity of Viola. Like, even figuring out the plan for the team and taking... Because you knew it was going to come back around when Nawe was like, well, you don't, need, you don't need a gun to use, you know, ammunition or whatever. And I was like, oh, this is going to come back at some point. And the fact that they used it in such a beautiful way, I was like, look at them out here just wrecking. I would say I was nervous when Viola went one-on-one with Homeboy and she was getting rocked. I was like, oh, no. Well, I knew they were. I said, they, no, we've already lost Uzuki. We're not going to lose. No, before then, before then, remember? Oh, in that first fight. In yeah. that first fight. Oh, yeah. my goodness. I was like, man, she's taking I think hits. Viola was ready to die in that moment. She said, I will die here on this hill. That's why she was like, why'd you cut the rope? She was like, you know, very much in a very irrational state of theory, which is good. Naoi, like, helped out in that moment because... Then when she calmed down and was able to regroup, she was able to beat his ass. But that man was strong. That was like the moment where I was like, these are women fighting men. Like, 
that was what her fighting him made me like really because some of those fights their technique was just so good that we couldn't really see the strength that the men have just natural strength that men have their technique was so quick and then with that fight when she was fighting him i was like this man is Girl. Just hearing you talk about that on Vox today, they interviewed a descendant of one of the warriors. What is his name? I need to find his name. And he and he talks about he talks about Leonard. Oh, damn, I can't even pronounce his last name. But he talks about like how they actually trained and how they would use men's strength and 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 weight against them so often. And it's just so interesting. I mean, which is you know, a lot of what self-defense is nowadays as well, but just to see them like literally just take on behemoth. Like that dude was massive. And then watching her daughter take on the two white dudes, I was like, man, she playing with them. She could have got them real quick. Damn, yeah, I don't even know what to say, man. This movie was uh, like, I, like, I, you know, it, it may, the only thing I would say is like, I hope that this movie lets Hollywood take more chances because I do think I do think this is really cool that we have this movie that we see these Black women warriors, but there's something about the true progress of diversity when, like, you can have this movie directed by a Black woman, you know, have a Black woman lead, and, like, the world is just a world we live in, and it isn't considered like a Black movie, and the movie's plot isn't hindered on her being, like, a Black woman overcoming racism or something, you know? Like, it'll be... It'd be very interesting. Like I remember watching one of the trailers where like Was the two the, the two white no the two white women who were the four like they they painted these two white women to be like the forefront of the Me Too movement. And I was like, wait, wasn't that a black lady? So it's one of those things where I'm just like, I just would love just to see people of color exist in a world in cinema where like we don't have to be in an all black movie. We can just be in a movie and just like exist and like our blackness is just innate. But for this one specifically, I loved that it was all black, all female for the most part. And every, from the casting to the acting to the directing, like everyone showed up and showed out. And from top to bottom, like it was, yeah. I, I was grateful to see that type of representation on screen. Cause I don't think I've ever no, really seen it. This like has that. never happened before. But I've never seen that. See, Shakira John, there was, there was like one thing that was killing me. Cause like once we got to the end, now we got taken. I was like, oh, shit, are they really going to make Viola? I thought Viola was going to have to go by herself and then, like, they were going to come save her at the end. But the fact that they ran behind her and was there, what I thought was going to happen is, like, when Viola was fighting the, the big evil villain dude, all of a sudden, like, she was, like, with the blade in her hand, I thought, like, a basketball was going to just come out of nowhere. Like, just a just an old handmade basketball was going to come. And then she was going to catch it with one hand and just, like, knock him out with that hand. And then Shaq. You know, Steel was going to be there. And he was like, what? I'm, 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 I'm here to help. And then it's like, oh, shit. Steel went back Why? in time to, like, help. Steel? Yeah, Steel went back in time because he got a time machine. He's like, oh, the hammer's a time machine. And then Steel takes his hammer and he turns it sideways and he just starts, like, blasting a bunch of the slavers. And as he's as he's doing, like, the Gatling gun, shit's blowing up. Hmm. And he's like, and he's like, can you dig it? That's, that's what he does. You know what I mean? That's what I was thinking. Wow. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That would have that would have been awful. Wow, I mean that would have made so much sense because you know Gina Prince Bifoot was a professional basketball player, or at least in college. Shakira, thank you, thank at you. At least in college, Shakira's out here supporting bits. You know, no, no, no. She, 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 Shakira is <laughs> definitely a team player. Definitely out a team here supporting improv. Bits. Like I'm gonna just support whatever random shit I hear. Someone. <laughs> I love it. Did I it love make it. any sense? No. Whoa, whoa, whoa. But, yeah, know? yeah, it made sense. It made sense. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I. 
just wanted to really quickly say that there was a part of me that like when they were like, oh, we're going to go get our uh, get our people back. I was like, are we going to are we going to see a bunch of white people die now? And yes. I was, and, 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 and we did. Yes. And it was kind of cool. Yes. And the, in, in my I don't know what happened in your audience, but in my audience, when they drowned that dude's friend, my whole audience cheered. <laughs> what? No, I think I was, was dead silent because I, I think there was a lot Dude, of white my people in our audience you know? was like, yeah. But they so were, funny. it was a, I had a lot of black people. I think too, because it was so much happening. But <laughs> because before we were like, oh, damn, like they straight up. They showed it. Man. Cause you know what the thing about it is, is like Shakira. Before our movie started, I had looked behind us, and it was a, it was. I mean, you're right. It was mixed, but it was like a lot of like white men in particular, and it was something that made me nervous. And maybe it's just a black thing. It's like seeing, seeing all those black dudes drag this white man and then like drown him, and we saw it. Something about that made me so uncomfortable because I'm like. I don't know. I feel like history is like, Let them oh, see it. Let them see it. It, it, was, it wasn't about, Let like... Let get it. It wasn't about... It wasn't about... It wasn't about them, though. It wasn't yeah. It wasn't about them. It was about the safety of Black people. And I, I was feel like... Say, yeah, yeah. And it felt like, oh... It, again, definitely necessary. But it felt like, oh, this is the fear that I feel like, you know, white men had when Black people were coming to pools. It was like, they could attack us. They could do this. It could be a gang of them. And, like, that's... Exactly White what that site so was. White people are so very were were and, and still some still are uh, afraid of retaliation because the way they treated us was so inhumane and we can talk all day about it. But nonetheless, that fear, that guilt, is their problem, not That's ours. Real. You know what? You're right. You're right. You're right. <laughs> That's their problem. You're right. You enslaved a group and you, you, you know, you segregated a group. You drew red lines on maps. You treated people a certain way where now you have this feeling like maybe they'll want to retaliate. Yeah. You're lucky we haven't in a way that was like the way we could with, based off of how y'all treated us. You know what I mean? Like, that's your fear to have. That's not mine. I'm not taking on your your guilt or shame or any of that because you did a thing that was terrible. And now in the back of your mind, that might be something you're like, oh, this is why we fear black people. And it does suck too, seeing it in I hear it. Yeah. I was just the lesson for that should the lesson for that should just I mean, it is scary. It's scary to it's scary in the sense that you're like, because even with even with bad people, when you're looking at them on screen, you're still like, you're still a human being. So you're kind of empathizing with the fact that like this person was a horrible person. And then all of a sudden, the little power that he had and thought he had was completely taken away. And now he realizes like, oh, I'm about to die because I was trying to literally like sell these human beings who are human beings, you know, and they're going And I also me. think, too, the feeling is complex because like you just said just now, this person is a human being. And the way they wrote even his character, we didn't absolutely hate his character. Like he wasn't like it wasn't 12 years a slave white man. It was uh, he messy. He smirks. He's talking to people in power. He has a mixed race friend. He's the white guy who's like you know, the non-ally ally, like, voted third party. You know what I mean? Like, or voted for Trump, but doesn't talk about it. Like, he was problematic in, in deep ways, but, like, his character... I mean, I don't know. Did you guys hate hate him? I didn't I didn't feel like, oh, well, I just felt like... He yeah. wasn't... No, he. they didn't... Uh, and I, which I appreciate. They didn't show him to be like this. Because sometimes in these movies, the people, the white guys who are racist, right, are monsters. They're, like, psychopaths. They're, like, they're, you know... So... 
he wasn't that. He was just very much a, per, a, a man of his time, which is, hey, I want to make money. The way that I make money is by selling enslaved people. I want to keep that up. I don't want to lose my money. I don't want to lose my power. And the reality is that that level of thinking, it's not like I hate black people. Like he wasn't like that. And and to me, we talked about this before, but to me, that was actually, that's like one of the main, pro- I think one of the main problems in this country uh, when it comes to race and and like talking talking about race is that I feel like when we were growing up, we were taught that like racism just means you hate someone because of the color of their skin. And it's actually so much deeper than that. And because people thought it was just this simple thing, they thought because they didn't hate someone because of the color of their skin, that they weren't racist or that they didn't hold any racist ideology and they didn't understand systemic racism or things like that. This guy didn't hate black people. He was working with black people. He had a black, uh, you know, albeit mixed black friend, but he did profit off of selling black human bodies because he wanted to make money and have power. And that's the thing is like, that's what happens in our society today where it's like white people don't, it's not like, oh, I don't hate black people, but I also want my power, you know? And if that means keeping black people down, then I'm going to contribute to that because I don't want to lose my power. I don't want to yeah. lose my money. I mean, know? it's systematic. So, and he was yeah. just working within the system that was his He's era. just working within the system. He's like, yeah. this is what it is. How I mean- sick <laughs> is it that our country, like not even our country, but like, that somebody decided one day, hey, man, I'm going to just sell this person to work for free. And our country became the most powerful country because it was built for free. It was literally built for free. And then when the descendants, and I was just about to say, and when the descendants talk about it, people are like, oh, it is one of those things where I, I got in an argument with somebody and they were saying how, African-Americans, this was a black person, not from America, how we have it better than other blacks um, around the world. And I'm like, one, in comparison to certain places, I guess you could say anyone has it better. But I'm like, we live in a country that we built, that our ancestors built, that some of our grandparents and parents still had to work for free and that the country still will not acknowledge what it has done. I mean, literally, I think about that governor of Georgia. If he becomes president, I'm like, bro, I got to go. Like, I'm like, this, like, this is, this is happening now. We talk about the same shit in 2022 that people were talking about in 1970. Literally. I'm like, this shit is crazy. Oh, mm-hmm. gosh, y'all. But, you know, on the bright side of things, at least with Hollywood and what we're working and as slow as it's taking, movies like this get made. This movie got made. It took 10 years to get made. It got made. It's a beautiful film. It stars a Black cast. It's directed by a Black woman. Dark skin, brown skin, Black women being powerful and being loved and adored for for multi, a multitude of reasons. Even who were wild and crazy were like still fun and likable. So I thought that was... It's the first time I've seen something like this on screen. So as much as the politics in this country are trash and as much as... You know, we might not see it in this lifetime get much better in, in that regard. I do feel like we are seeing at least a little progress, a little bit, a little shift in what the conversations are, a little shift in what we see on screen. Like as a kid, I didn't see anything like this until now. That's real. Yeah, not even close. Not even not close. Not even close. Said it all. Yeah. 
Wow. Yeah. You bring up set it off. Yo, you. Sure. Yo, okay, yeah. yeah. Set it off. I don't know hey. set it off. I don't love, know. Love set it off. Love set it love off. Love set it off. Fantastic movie. That was my uh, first time I saw a strong black woman doing wow shit. Was, it's completely different, though. It's completely yeah, different. Completely but. different, yeah. It's time for the cause. We rate and review films not based on how much we liked it, but whether or not it helps the cause of leading Black actors in Hollywood. So if we feel like a film fully helped the cause, we give it a black fist. If it somewhat helped the cause, we give it a white palm. And if we feel like it didn't help the cause at all, we don't give it anything. So on the count of three, we'll raise our black fist. I mean, uh, on the count of three, we'll raise our ratings. No, say, say, be honest, Bray. You know film. what this joint getting. Okay. You know what this is getting? Three. It's getting black fists. It's getting three black fists. I mean, come on. (laughs) Could you imagine? It's not even worth talking about why. (laughs) It exists. This movie exists, yo. I mean, again, we don't really care what the Academy thinks of things, but I would be shocked if this didn't, like, I wouldn't be, man. Just rack up. Racism is real, dog. And Hollywood, Hollywood stayed trying to be like, we diverse. And it's like, no, you ain't. Like, you hide yeah. behind it, but you're not. Because it did, gr- but IMDb had like a low rating. And I was like, how sway? Well, that's probably just racist trolls. They yeah. always try yeah, to yeah, bomb. True. Like but, the ones I that's mean, in the Academy who still owe white people? Rotten Tomatoes, Rotten Tomatoes with a 99% audience score. And I mean, 94%, I, uh, 94% critic score 139 reviews. I also want to read what critics took down what critic you know rated, there's you know, probably there's, there's haters yeah, like one haters listen I think that I, I got what's him what's their name Thomas, Sto- Thomas Stoneham Judge let me look him up right now that's who rated low yeah that sounds that sounds white to me Stoneham Judge Ham oh yeah I see him Stoneham Judge Hold on. Stoneham Judge Oh, he hiding it. Let me see what it's like on LinkedIn and shit. Okay, let me look. I'm looking for <laughs> yeah, you. Yeah, find him. Find him. I'm looking find for you. Him. I'm looking for you, bro. Because this is my oh, thing. He black. He black. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, Wait, God. hold on. Let me see. Is he a Clarence uh, Thomas? Oh, no. Is he a Clarence Thomas? Oh, man. Marketing manager at Judd and Black. Judd and Black. Man, he like. Writer and editor. The, is this the guy? Chief, uh, at For Real. Movie this can't be Thomas. him. No. Is this him? This black man ain't Clarence Thomas. Come on, Thomas. What's going on, ma'am? Judge. No, he no, didn't. The, yeah, it's just this guy. No. He's at the theater. If you look at all his picks, too. I see. The God. first pick that shows up is him and Damn it. White guy yeah, it's him. Out. It's him. He, every picture, though, he's in white circles. Look at Google. Go to his images. Damn Thomas it, Clarence. Stoneham Judge. Look through the images. Every circle he with is he the only black man. Damn, you right. Hey, man, look. You can't protect yourself from every Clarence Thomas. You just got to know which one is a Clarence Thomas. I know. Damn, he ain't got one black friend in none of these photos. His review is so sad. (laughs) Even on his IG, he don't got no black friends. It's like the first thing he complains about is the opening crawl. He calls it lazy. He's like... He has no black friends, y'all. He's mentioning the fabricated African accent, which is like... Which is... uh, ironically, a lazy critique of a wow. film. <laughs> Listen, lazy, I will say yeah. this. I've said this before. Hey, black people specifically, okay, watch who we follow because, you know, not all skin folk is skin folk. Not all skin folk is skin folk. Remember that because this Clarence Thomas ass nigga right here. Oh, no. Don't go. His first picture I said Clarence celebrate, Thomas. I'm a, his first picture says celebrate diversity on his IG. <laughs> Bray, if you went, Bray, imagine this. Imagine this. Could you imagine yeah. going back? Yeah, I said Clarence Thomas because Clarence Thomas is worse. Clarence Thomas is the worst thing. You... I mean, the levels, mm. the levels of blackness that I can call you uh, anti-black. Okay, is is coon, 
okay, Uncle Tom and a Clarence Thomas. And the reason I called him a Clarence Thomas, because we live in 2022, you saw a movie with black women and you gave a shit review in public. You keep that shit to your goddamn self. This mad shit I don't like. Keep it to your goddamn but self. But it's not even like based on anything, like the merit of it. I feel like he walked in a theater and was like, this is going to be trash. Opening yeah, I'm not going to like they it. They were crawling yeah. and I hated it. Like, all ready to just drag it. At me, Clarence. Yeah. It's so funny. There are there are a few films in which like when somebody doesn't like them, I I like I harshly judge their character. But if you didn't like this, here's the thing: you could if you don't like action movies or whatever, you're like, oh, like whatever, it's fine. But anybody who's like, oh, this wasn't a good movie, just say you hate black women. I just, I just how I feel about it. Like I saw, I just read this one, this this one little thing this one critic said and he was like oh the characters weren't interesting and i was like oh you don't like black women that's yeah that's all you mean that's when you all. say that these characters were well written they were dynamic they were all different especially to have i was like, like how are they not no, interesting they were so interesting so interesting my thing is if he even didn't... the males of yeah. every character was interesting even the white one yeah interesting enough yeah my, not yeah. one direction and if you didn't like it, you could understand how important this movie was to like try to critique it, but also try to big it up at the same time. I think we tried our best to do that nuance with like Home for Jesus. We're like, yo, this this movie was made and it's important for certain reasons. Whether or not we liked it, that's not the point. It's like, oh, you, ha- like Honk for Jesus. you gotta celebrate certain things. I mean, look, yeah. I'm happy it exists. Like this- I think it just it just didn't figure it didn't figure itself out, but I thought it was, I enjoyed it. I love anything. Look, I look, it exists. Okay, she's great. Well, Regina, we, she the, was, Regina. we like the acting. Listen, Regina. And if you grew up in church, everything was accurate, even that white paint on the face. I used to go to a church and they used to do that mime shit. See, listen, I feel you. Like my church, we didn't do the mime stuff. We did the interpretive they did dance. That. Yeah, that's great. Everybody was they in all did white. That. Yes, they, they were doing mime in your. We yeah, we didn't have no. <laughs> and then like they would catch the Holy Spirit and be like. Like, what? It was That's wild. I've Google never it. Google it. No, we did. I didn't believe you. I just we Baptist church. I never had real. that. My oh, wow. Baptist church, they would make That's funny. It would only be yep. black women, but they would be covered almost head to toe in like white, like yeah. Like white robes. We did, and they would we did do... praise dance. I was a praise dancer, but there was a traveling mime dancing from wow. this other church. I didn't know that was a thing. It was That's a huge so thing, yeah. Every single thing that they did that was like traditional church stuff, I was like, they did that in my church. Wow. Yep, that was in my church. Children falling out and faking. <laughs> <Yeah, laughs> I said, well, that, well yeah. that's right. That looks right. I mean, mm-hmm, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, they got anyway, two we, we, we already We already did our review of that. Okay, anyway, that's out. It's, it's aired. Shakira, where should people follow you? What do you want to plug? Tell the folks oh. right now. Yes. Yes. Shakira, stay with a job. I'll hear this joke. Okay, keep your <laughs> eyes peeled. House Party comes out on December 9th. It's going to be in theaters. I'm in it. It's a reboot. Hell yeah. They might talk about it on this podcast, and they might drag us for films, oh, but you shit. know what I mean? I can't. <laughs> Wait, because you and Chen in that movie. I'm, I can't do Chen it. Chen is in it. I'm I can't. in it. So I can't do it. I can't do it. Please don't be mean to us. Maybe give us a black fist. I hope. I don't know. Okay. Done. Oh, shit. Thank you. <laughs> And yes, yeah, so House Party <laughs> reboot December 9th. And next year, check out Damascus whenever that comes out. But on AMC, on let the people know AMC, on AMC. On AMC you know, it's not Damascus. traditionally a network that showcases black talent, but our show is awesome. It's funny. It's irreverent. If you like Atlanta, you'll like Damascus. That's fine. I read the script. I'm jealous that I didn't get it. But that's a good script, right? That was a good, that was a good pilot. That pilot was damn a good. good. Pilot. That was a damn mm-hmm. good pilot. Hey. But you got Bray. 
Bray Bray. You can follow me at John Braylock. I think Cronus is about to hit a little hiatus because we had our nine episodes came out, but they're on. I forgot when they're going to pick up again, but the nine episodes that have come out are on Hulu, so you can watch it there. Yeah. That's all I got. Oh, dope. Oh, follow. Oh, yeah. oh, and follow me on IG, Shakira Pay. Sorry, I didn't say that. Now, go ahead. Get that Shakira Pay out that jump. Shakira Pay. That's it. You can follow James at James30, I mean, at James3rd.com. James3rd. It's the same on his Instagram and Twitter. James3rd Comedy. What'd I say? James3rd. Yeah, whatever. James3rd.com. Whatever. Man, he ain't here. Listen, I said it. I said it. James3rd Comedy. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Gerard Milligan. Like, I don't write for the show. I just followed it for a couple of times. But, like, Abbott's back. The first couple episodes are funny as hell. So that should be out by the time this airs. Uh, Great show. Support the black folk. You can follow us at Blackman Podcast on Twitter and Instagram, blackmanpodcast.com. It's a website. We got links to merchandise there via public t-shirts and things like that. We also have a defunct Patreon. We've done a year's worth of episodes. We're not doing any more, but if you want to listen to those, $5 a month, and then you can unsubscribe whenever you want. And if you rate and review us on iTunes, give us five stars. We'll read your review on the air. This one is from... Wait, did I read this one? (laughs) This is how Brave Stars, all of them. Ray the Nerd, fun podcast. Recently found this through an ad on a different podcast. I love movie review podcasts, and the hosts have fun banter. Hey! That's look us. At that. That's Our us. cross promotion is working. Yes! We got it! We did it! <laughs> Tell your friends! All right. <laughs> Thank you all for listening. If you haven't seen The Woman King, but you listened to this whole episode up until now, that's crazy. Please go see it. And we'll see you next week. Peace! Forever Dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. Produced by Melissa D. Bonds. Executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. To listen to this podcast ad-free, sign up for Forever Dog Plus at foreverdogpodcast.com slash plus. Check out video clips of our podcast on YouTube at youtube.com slash foreverdogteam. And make sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Forever Dog Team to keep up with all the latest Forever Dog news. Forever.